Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos comic book club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the series where I review a comic book, new or old, from my collection for the following dimensions. Cover art, interior art, plot, and enjoyability of the comic on a scale of 1 to 5. This week I'm reading Star Wars number 1, published by Marvel Comics in 2020. If you'd like to see the free video version of the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash vmcampos. Let's get started. Now, as usual, a little bit of background info. This series needs no introduction. Star Wars has been a mainstay in the world of comics for decades. It actually started um, in Marvel Comics in the 70s, so right before the, uh, the publication of or right before the release of Star Wars in theaters in 1977, Marvel was publishing uh, the, uh, the the series. So you could see what was going to happen in the movie with the comics. Same thing with the novels. So uh, Star Wars was at Marvel Comics from 1977 to 1986 or so. And then after that, it went off to Dark Horse Comics, where it stayed there from the early 90s all the way to like 2015. Then it went back to Marvel Comics. So they've uh, started the series from brand new number one, which went on to 75 issues, and then they stopped it, and then they started again for 2020. Well, the first volume, or I don't, what is that even, volume two, or whatever, of Star Wars coming back to Marvel Comics was all centered about what happened right after the events of A New Hope. Those 75 issues were what happened after A New Hope. Then we have uh, Empire Strikes Back, and then we have here volume two, volume three, whatever, of Star Wars starting back at number one again. And this takes place right after Empire Strikes Back. So that's kind of interesting continuity and a little bit interesting to know about the book. It is also the 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back in the year 2020. 40 years ago, The Empire Strikes Back debuted in 1980. And most people confirm that that is the best Star Wars of all. What do you think? Let me know in the comments. Let's get on with the regular review. Okay, first of all, let's talk about the cover art. Now, I picked up one of the variant covers. This is one of the ones that like showcases a thing, I guess, or a character or whatever uh, in the world of Star Wars. And I got n number one of 36. I'm um, not sure if there's 36 variants of this cover or this is like one of 36 of these like showcase covers. I think it's going to be one of 36 of these like variant showcase covers because they did that also with uh, the previous volume of Star Wars. Uh, so this is the probe droid variant, which is a zero zero one five one. So it's the fifth variant of this. This one is a cover by Chris Sprouse, Carl Story, and Narij Menon. Um, I don't like it too much. I would have rather had one of the famous characters of Star Wars. Um, it's drawn well. The colorization is nice. I like the lens flare in the probe droids camera or spotlight or laser sight scope or whatever that is and the um the sense of uh the ice melting on hoth looks nice but uh, i would have preferred something else on a technical level it's very good which i didn't like it too much uh for my own personal collection i would have preferred a different cover so it's totally subjective i'm going to give it a three and a half out of five um, on a technical level, it's very good. You can uh, rate it a 5 out of 5 on that, but I would have rather had a different cover. This is the last one on the shelves, so I kind of had to get what I needed to get, so that's what I give it. 
All right, interior art. This is by Jesus Said. Uh, colors by Arif Prianto and letters by Clayton Cowles. Now, I kind of love that the very first page that you see of the comic is the a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away blue uh, text on a stark black background. And then we get the Star Wars logo taking a two-page spread. The classic Star Wars logo on a two-page spread on a star field. I can really hear the uh, the sounds of those trumpets playing as John Williams' theme starts and i see this text so i love that um then there's the there's a crawl there's an opening crawl this is called destiny the destiny path part one and it kind of explains this story happens um after the empire strikes back so let's see and luke now reels from his defeat at the hands of darth vader so interior art uh, is very good they the style is a very realistic style uh we have some very dramatic shots at the very beginning we are recounted um, Luke losing his hand at the at the Battle of Cloud City against Darth Vader, and a lot of inner monologue going on with the backdrop of that seemingly bottomless pit um, at the at the bowels of Cloud City, and it's literally this takes place right after uh, the Empire Strikes Back, before the rendezvous with the rest of the fleet. Even uh, Lando is still trying to convince everyone that like okay i had to do it darth vader threatened my town and so forth my, my city so the art is very good it's um the caricatures of the real life actors uh, is very spot on some expressions are very nice um there's a uh, c-3po understated jokes when he says i lost my arms and legs i was blown apart everyone looks at him and later oh dear to jabba the hut oh he will certainly be murdered captain solo the first chance he gets and everyone looks at him again so great expressions great panel layout i think the colors though um are a little too muted like uh, even when there is a huge space battle i just kind of feel like there's too much of a certain tone in the colorization which takes me away from from it but the art, the pencil drawings, the, the line art and such is good. Uh, there's not a lot of variety, though, in um, the, the brushwork. Everything's kind of like a, a solid, thin type of line. So there isn't too much of a variety of that. So I'm going to give the interior art a 4 out of 5. It's enjoyable. It's realistic. There's a couple of things that take me away from it. The colorization I'm not in love with. And the non-variety of line widths also. Uh, I'm not loving that. But I guess it's uh, to kind of really form a, a realistic style. Um, expressions are good. Posing, panel layout, and so forth. So 4 out of 5. This story is by Charles Sewell, so a whole new creative team is on this volume two. I'm just gonna keep calling it volume two, even though it's probably technically, what, if you call uh, Marvel's volume one from the 70s and then volume two from a, a few years ago, 2015, and now volume three, I'm just gonna call it volume two, the volume two return of Star Wars back to, to Marvel. So um, it's a whole new creative team for, for volume two of this uh, new Star Wars series. And we'll see how, how they do. Now, Charles Sewell, of course, is a big, uh, well-known name in the world of writing comics. And uh, the story was enjoyable. It did fill in the, the pieces. The great thing about Star Wars is, like, we have the, the movies. Let's say we have the original three movies and then expand it to the, to the nine movies, uh, plus Rogue One and Han Solo and everything. 
and the Mandalorian, everything's canon. But let's say we have just the core canon, the movies. Um, and let's say we just have um, the two movies of A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. There's still a lot that can be filled in, even if you watch and rewatch those movies over and over. Each one's about two and a half hours long, so five hours of cinema. You can fill in so many gaps in the story. So I kind of like that. So Sewell is doing a cool job about that, filling in the gaps. There's a strong undercurrent of PTSD. Luke is completely traumatized, completely broken here after his defeat of Darth Vader. But not even that, spoiler alert, no, I am your father. That revelation of the Dark Lord of the Sith, which he wasn't called that in the beginning, of course, that he is uh, Luke's father. That has completely traumatized him. He's lost his connection with Obi-Wan Kenobi, his mentor. Uh, he's lost. He didn't finish his Jedi training. There's, there's a lot of that pessimism because, yes, just like any good three-part story uh there's the rising action there's the uh, hero at their lowest point and then then there's the the resolution we are at the lowest point in the story after empire empire strikes back han is captured they were betrayed by lando who's trying to redeem himself luke is completely defeated physically mentally and this story this comic fills in the story about it wasn't just a smooth sailing from cloud city to the to the rendezvous with the rest of the rebels, there was actually a huge firefight, which is canon, um, at the hands of Commander Zara. She's on Imperial Star Destroyer Tarkin's will, and she's just about to wipe out the rebels where uh, the Millennium Falcon was supposed to rendezvous with. Uh, spoiler alert, they're not wiped out, because obviously then we see it happen at the last moments of uh, Empire. But this is the fine line that these comics have to run, that there's the established movie canon, which is the top level. Back in the old days, it was called G-Canon. And um, then we have to fill in the gaps of things. So I think Sewell is doing a good job. This is a five out of five. More Star Wars lore, the more better. Bad grammar aside. And lastly, we'll talk about the enjoyability of the book. I enjoyed it. I'll give it a five out of five. Again, getting more of the various shards, more of the splinters of the mind's eye of what Star Wars is all about is always cool. This is a brand new jumping on point, so I applaud them on that in terms of this is a new Star Wars number one to get into, the beginning of a new plot, so that's always good. On a side note, the, uh, Marvel has been doing a, a variety of Stan Soapbox reprints in the comics, and so this is again about uh, Stan Lee would reply to people's letters and such and just give some great philosophical and life advice and, and thoughts. And here was yet another about none of us is as all that different from each other. We all want essentially the same thing out of life, a measure of security, some fun, some romance, friendship, and the respect of our contemporaries. That goes for Indians, Chinese, Russians, Jews, Arabs, Catholics, Protestants, Blacks, Browns, Whites, and green-skinned hulks. So why don't we all stop wasting time hating the other guy? Just look in the mirror, mister. That other guy is you, Excelsior. So that elevated there. I like seeing these uh, very uh, progressive, affirmative stands, soapbox uh, columns that Marvel has been printed. So that always bumps up the enjoyability of the book. But the totality of it, because it's another Star Wars comic, well-drawn, well-plotted, this is a 5 out of 5 on the enjoyability scale. <laughs>
So once again, if you'd like to see the comic I've been reviewing, head on over to patreon.com slash vmcampos. You can see it totally for free. Don't forget to click follow on Patreon. That's free in order for you to keep up to date with everything that I do. My podcasts, my videos, all that good stuff. If you like to go to the $1 tier, you'll unlock exclusive stuff. And if you go to the $2 pledge, I'll actually mail you a comic book in appreciation. Look out for my various comic giveaways. Usually the comic hall at the end of the month has a giveaway. So be on the lookout for that on the last week of this month. So this week I read Star Wars number one, published by Marvel Comics in 2020. This has been the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next week.